Welcome back to the Power to Perform podcast. I'm your host, Max Burby, a senior on the men's alpine ski team. This is the final fourth podcast of our of our series this month, and I'm sitting here with Dr. Rachel Walker. Hi, everyone. Hi, Max. Thanks for having me. So this week, we're going to flip it on its head, right? I get to ask you a question. You're going to ask me some questions today, and I'm going to give you my uh, my you know two cents on what I've done, figured out, I guess. Great. Um, so, Max... What can athletes do to ensure they do not overtrain and lose a competitive edge? And then I do have a part two. Are there different types of rest you've used and experienced so far in your career that have helped you? So for me, a big thing I've kind of experienced over the last four years of being here at at the University of Colorado is um, learning how to not overtrain and lose this competitive edge. And there's uh, there's four things I kind of use. And one is staying aware of the body, you know, being present with what I with what um, I'm experiencing, being honest with myself, um, knowing what I need, uh, you know, mentally, physically. That can be training, rest, whatever it is. Um, being honest with myself and my coaches. That's a big one. And um, knowing that when pushing a little bit harder is actually going to just, you know, take me a step back. So I think that it's really important for athletes to know that there's different types of rest. For me, the most common type of rest that I have during competition season by far is basically, you know, having volume, but not too much, but not too much volume to the point where I'm just going to hurt myself more. So I'm having quality training, but not to the point where I'm losing the quality. So I think that that's a type of rest for me um, that's really important during competition season. Um, another type of rest that I've used is just shutting it down altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, taking taking a day, uh, two, three days off, a week off, and kind of just escaping from it, trying to figure out, you know, you know, if I get my mind right. And, uh, you know, if, if that's using PHP every day or, you know, every other day, that's really beneficial for me. Um, Well, I think that's key too, in just understanding your body, listening to your body, because we've mentioned in our podcast, the mind body connection. So if your body's tired, your mind is likely tired too. And when you're fatigued, that's when you can also injure yourself. Yeah. And I think allowing you to like simplify this mindset and focus on one thing at a time, um, it really helps with like stopping to overcomplicate things. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's been, in my experience, it's been really helpful. Um, and you know, it's not something I'm not perfect at still, but you know, definitely been better at it in the past few years. And the other thing I really hear you saying is balancing the quantity and the volume with the quality and really understanding like, would I get more quality training if, if I stepped back a little and, and slowed down the, the quantity in, in certain phases of your training. And I think that's where the honesty comes in a lot with the coaching um, and, and yourself is like being honest with your coach is like, hey, I think I need this in order for this to happen. And it's hard sometimes to be honest with coaches about that stuff and even with yourself because sometimes you want to just push, 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 but you don't really realize that maybe that's not going to be the best thing for you. and. Um, I think it's beneficial to know that. Mm-hmm. So question for you now, Rachel. Okay. <laughs> what can athletes do to ensure that they are in a helpful mindset for both training and competition? Okay. So when I think about this, the first thing that comes to mind is the idea of train your focus and train like you compete and compete like you train. 
having a plan in place to choose what you're going to focus on in training can enhance your chances of achieving flow state and it can also help you to make significant improvements in training which can enhance that automaticity when competition day arrives it allows you to to then when competition day arrives you know if we're going back to the toy car let go of that string and let your muscles and mind perform um so the second so concept, train like you compete and compete like you train, is important for creating situations in training that are similar to competition, so you can train your mind in, in stressful situations. But also that being said, there's a balance, right? We need to understand the context, sort of like what you are just talking about. It might not be helpful, you know, leading into national championships to pull back on, um, you know, the volume of training it might um but just understanding context and not every training day is gonna mimic a competition day right so the more you can achieve mastery of mental skills and physical skills in a training environment your confidence will increase and the better chance you'll have to transfer those skills into competition the last thing, uh, remember that mind-body connection that we've been talking about. There are several mental skills that can impact your ability to adapt from training to competition. And all of these things are interconnected. So remember, to, you can excuse me, revisit previous week's podcasts on anxiety and, and process over outcome, which we've also mentioned. I really like this idea of practicing your mentality and your mindset in, in training. I think a lot of people have this idea of training to be a physical aspect of it, um, which obviously it is, but I think a lot of it can be, you know, trying new things with your mind. Like, you know, if, if this technique, oh, that was a really good, really good practice session and oh, I felt this way and maybe trying to mimic that and building maybe a sort of like um, repetition with that, uh, I think can be really beneficial for transferring it over into competition. Yeah, and having a few minutes after each training session to reflect on you know the good better how what went well what do you want to do better how are you going to do that and like you said if there are a few mental skills that really worked for you that day jot those down because then you can build on that and create momentum on on you know that mind-body connection yeah figuring out what works for you and you know everyone's so different every athlete's so different so figuring out you know this worked this didn't and taking note of that and writing it down something like that so what's a quick reflection takeaway tip we have? So to summarize, train your focus and train like you compete and compete like you train. Using imagery can be helpful to train your mind-body connection and enhance your chance of transferring training into competition. When using imagery, try to create an image that uses the five senses and bring as vivid as a picture as possible into focus. There's proven psychological benefit to the phrase, seeing is believing. Well, I hope, I hope all listeners take that into account. I know I will. So to finish up today with a quote, productivity is never an accident. It is always the result of a commitment to excellence, intelligent planning, and focused effort. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for, thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.